Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. <laughs> oh, I love you guys. I just, I just thank God for you all. I just thank God for you all. Please sit down. Amen. Please sit down. Amen. More and more, um, it's, it's one of the things the Lord is doing in my life personally. More and more, I'm having a, a greater appreciation of God's goodness in the lives of His people. And um, just more and more, I'm appreciating God's people more. More and more and more. I'm not sure where that overflowing um, uh, river of love I'm not sure why it's happening now, but more and more, there's such a, a great and a deep appreciation of God's people um, in my heart. So I do thank God for you. So remember, even though we're, we're rushing out of the service to get to, to this event in Chicago, um, make sure you hug somebody afterwards, love on somebody. Do it on our behalf, okay? <laughs> Amen. Acts 14. 17 I want to um I want to um add a little bit more to the message that I started ministering last Sunday um thanksgiving is right thanksgiving is right amen hallelujah oh I love these fans they keep us cool <laughs> Acts chapter 14 verse 17 look at what it says nevertheless he left not himself without a witness in that he did good and gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons filling our hearts with food and with gladness Hallelujah. Um, I believe I read this from the um, Amplified last week. The Amplified and two other versions. I also read it from the um, New International Version and the Living, the Living Bible Version, I think. This is the Amplified. It says, yet he did not neglect to leave some witness of himself, for he did you good and showed you Kindness. Somebody say the word kindness. Say this word, say kindness. Now, pray for yourself. Many of you are already birthed in kindness. You are already good people. All, most of us are. All of us are, I believe. But just, just pray this prayer for yourself. Lord, help me to be able to receive more and demonstrate more your nature of kindness. Let's pray that one more time. Lord, help me to receive more and to demonstrate more your nature of kindness. Amen. He showed you kindness and gave you rain from heaven and fruitful seasons satisfying your hearts with nourishment and happiness. The uh, New International Version. It says, yet he has not left himself without testimony. He has shown kindness 
by giving you rain from heaven and crops in their seasons, he provides you with plenty of food and fills your hearts with joy. Hallelujah. How many times have we felt like over the years, we feel like, you know, the way God, the way God shows his nature is by depriving us, his people, almost sometimes suggests that the less we have, the more godly we are. But it, it is not so. It is, it is not so. Part of the ways in which God demonstrates his love and his kindness to us is by providing for us. In fact, that scripture, I, I read it and I stopped, I read it and I stopped, and I read it and I stopped in the, in the King James, in the Amplified, I think, actually, where it says something about it fills your heart with food and happiness, nourishment and happiness. I'm like, Lord, that's not spiritual. <laughs> Lord, that's not deep. <laughs> food? <laughs> but it's there in your Bible. You see this? Do you see this? God satisfies our hearts with nourishment and happiness. The word nourishment there is not talking about spiritual nourishment. That's why in the King James, because so many of us like to be spiritual with everything, which is okay. But, you know, let's, let's rightly divide the word of truth. That's what we're called to do. Let's rightly divide the word of truth. He says there in the King James, he did you good. He did you good. He gave you rain from heaven. And fruitful seasons. Filling your heart with food. Food. And then happiness. It, it, it demonstrates a side of God that I think is not talked about a lot. The, yeah, that's uh, Nathan preaching my message. <laughs> One of these days you have this microphone, okay? <laughs> it shows one of the sides of God that I think we don't talk about as much. This side of God where he does us good. He does us good. This side of God where he loves to see us happy. He loves to see us happy. He loves to see our needs met. He loves to satisfy us. And you can be spiritual even though your needs are met. That can be a hard lesson to learn. Sometimes people feel like you can only be spiritual when you are poor. People feel like you can only be spiritual, you can only be godly when you are lacking. You know? You can only be addicted to serving God. You know, people sometimes they look at people serving God, serving God, serving God. They are broke. That's why they are serving God like that. They are broke. It's not true. It's not true. In fact, you can, you can be extremely wealthy and be extremely addicted to God. The two, of, the two things can go together. They can go together. Amen. The uh, Living Bible says, But he never left himself without a witness. There were always his reminders. The kind things he did, such as sending you rain and good crops and giving you food 
and gladness. I mean, when you think about it in the Old Testament, I don't want to take much time over there, but if you think about it in the Old Testament, if the nation of Israel went through long periods of famine, you know, they started trying to seek God, okay, did we miss something? You know what I'm saying? They started trying to check. Did we miss something? Are we supposed to be doing something that we forgot to do? Or what? You know, because they understood that, uh, the, the, yeah, is the, the default nature of God is good. Is good. Is kind. Is, is God is a God of blessing. Amen. So... <laughs> His blessings in our lives are a testimony of his goodness to us. His blessings in our lives are a testimony of his goodness to us. Hallelujah. When God supernaturally provides for you, when it's not all as a result of your toil and your sweat, that's the goodness of the Lord. If everything you have in your life comes through the, your, your toil, through your sweating, through your labor, through your job. Where is the testimony? I know, I know the job is a testimony, but God wants to do more for you than your job can do. He really does. He wants to do more for you than what life can do. So we ought to be thankful to him always. Amen. And last week I talked about unthankfulness, it's really not in my direction at all today. I'm going to skip that. Because as I go forward, I want to focus a little bit more on how we can then actually express our thanks to God. I told you this was a message I didn't intend to preach. But the Lord wanted me to teach this. And... I did more of preaching last week and more of maybe exhorting. And, but I really want to do a little bit of teaching about this. Because giving thanks is right. Always. To thank God is the right thing to do always. In fact, we read this scripture, 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Let's read it again. You know, thanking God and being thankful... Um, excites the Holy Spirit, enhances his work in our lives. And a lack of thankfulness grieves the Holy Spirit. It grieves the Holy Spirit. When we are not thankful, God's God's Spirit is grieved. (laughs) When we are not thankful, God's Spirit, God's presence is grieved. It grieves God for his people to not be thankful. If we are not thankful for one another, it grieves God's presence. If we are not thankful to God for him, it grieves him. If we are not thankful to God for life and the benefits he has given us, it grieves him. Amen. In 1 Thessalonians 5.18, look at, let's just read that directly from the Amplified. Thank God in everything. Thank God in everything. No matter what the circumstances may be, be thankful. Be thankful and give thanks. No matter what. 
No matter what the, thing, the circumstances may be, be thankful and give thanks. Obviously, some circumstances in life, we feel very good, feel really nice, make us happy and joyful. Yeah, be thankful. Some circumstances in life may test our faith. What should we do? Be thankful. Some circumstances in life may actually seem negative. What should we do? Be thankful. In all things, in everything, it pleases God for us to be thankful. It pleases God. Be thankful and give thanks, for this is the will of God for you, who are in Christ Jesus, the revealer and mediator of that will. And then, I didn't read this last week because I was rushing to start to close, but what the, the very next verse after this scripture on Thanksgiving is, is about the Holy Spirit. Right? Verse 19, what does it say? Quench not, do not. Quench, suppress or subdue the Holy Spirit. It's in my note here. A lack of thanksgiving suppresses and subdues the work of the Holy Spirit. Let me read it directly right here. Being unthankful quenches the Holy Spirit and suppresses his work in our lives. Being unthankful quenches the Holy Spirit and suppresses his work in our lives. You see that? To be thankful in everything. And then right after that, he says, don't quench. Then there are many other ways in which we can quench the Holy Spirit. But one of them is a lack of thanksgiving. Lack of an attitude of gratitude. We must never forget how good God has been in our lives already. We must never forget. God is honored by our thanksgiving. This honor thing has been on my radar for a couple of weeks now. God is honored. And in 1 Samuel 2.30, he says, They that honor me, I will honor. And they that despise me will be lightly esteemed. One of the ways in which we honor God is by being thankful. One of the ways in which we honor God is by being thankful. This honor has been on my radar for a couple of weeks. And it's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And for some reason, I'm carrying it with me into 2023. So you are going to, you are going to hear me talk to you a lot. One of the things I'm going to talk to you a lot about next year, if the Lord tarries, is the honor of God. The honor of God. Honor is the culture of heaven. And one of the ways in which we honor God is by being thankful. So, then I want to, and I think I'm going to Take just a little part of this. I have um, itemized, listed, enumerated seven different ways in which we can offer thanksgiving to the Lord. And I'm going to try to take the first two today. 
How do we offer God thanksgiving? What are the ways in which we can offer God thanksgiving? The first one, obviously, is one that we are all familiar with. Everybody is familiar with this because this is what we do in most of our corporate gatherings. This is also what we do a lot when we are by ourselves, in our families, with our friends. Whenever we, you know, it's, it's called verbal thanksgiving. That's one of the first and most easily recognizable ways of offering thanksgiving. Verbal thanksgiving. What is verbal thanksgiving? Just saying it. Verbalizing your thanks to the Lord. Expressing it. Lord, I thank you. Can you say that everybody? Lord, I thank you. Can you say one more time? Lord, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. What are you thanking him for? Can you find one or two or three things to thank him for? Just do it wherever you are right now. Lord, I thank you for this and this and this and this. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you. Well, one of the best examples um, for verbal thanksgiving is the story of the nine lepers. You remember that story in Luke, Luke chapter 17? The story of the nine lepers. And one or two things stand out really good about that story. I can't read the whole thing, obviously, but I'm going to read just two verses there, or three verses, just to, just to um, emphasize this point. Let's read Luke chapter 17, and let's read verses um, 20, oh, sorry, verses 15 and 16. Luke 17. Now, you know the story of these lepers. There, was, there were 10 of them. Were there 10 of them? And they were all lepers. And um, they, um, they stood afar and lifted up their voices and asked for God's mercy as Jesus was passing by. Have mercy on us. And Jesus said to them, go show yourselves to the priest. And as they were going to show themselves to the priest, all of them got healed. All of them got cleansed. And nine of them, nine out of the ten, after they got healed and got cleansed, continued to go. Not to the priest, but about their business. Now they are busy. Right? They are busy again, right? You remember? <laughs> you know they were busy before they got leprosy. Leprosy stopped their business. <laughs> leprosy stopped everything. <laughs> but as soon as they got cleansed and they got healed, then what happened? They went back to their business. Right? But one of them had enough sense to come back to the Lord and, and remember what the Lord did for him and to acknowledge it and to thank him for it. And uh, look there in verse 15. Let's read this from the Amplified. Then one of them, upon seeing that he was cured, turned back, recognizing and thanking and praising God with a loud voice. With a loud voice. Verse 16. And he fell prostrate at Jesus' feet. Doing what? Thanking him over and over. And he was a Samaritan. He was a Samaritan. Hallelujah. So he wasn't even supposed to be one of those that knew better. 
He wasn't supposed to be called one of the covenant people. But he came back recognizing and thanking and praising God with a loud voice. That's verbal thanksgiving. And then he fell prostrate. It's part of the expression of verbal thanksgiving. That's I'm not just saying it, but I'm also acting it. He fell prostrate at Jesus' feet, doing what? Thanking him over and over and over again. As verbal thanksgiving. Sometimes people say, does it take that much? Do we have to, do, do we have to say it so many times? Yeah. Yes. How good do you think he has been to you? Hmm? How good would you say he has been, he has been to you? Then is it, is, it worth, is it worth telling him over and over again? How good? I don't know about you, but every single morning... I don't care, you know, what time, because sometimes I don't, I, I depend on when I go to bed, I, I don't, I'm not always, I'm not always a, 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 a 5 a.m., 4 a.m. person. I try to be, but some, sometimes I just, I don't, you know. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I, I'm, on, I'm on a trip, I get in super late, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to wake up by 4 a.m., nope. Right? This is not giving you liberty to not pray early in the morning. I'm just telling you my relationship with God is, is free. I'm not under any bondage. Now, there are times when I'm living my normal life and everything is normal. And then you start the day first thing with your prayer and with everything. You do it very early in the morning before anybody else gets going. But, I mean, a lot of times... It's, it's, it's like if you work, if you work a shift, you're a nurse or you're a, or whatever work you do, and you work a shift and you finish late, it's not bondage that by 4 a.m. you must pray. <laughs> you are half praying, you are half sleeping. <laughs> so because it's a rule, you have to pray by 4 a.m. No. You should pray first thing. You should pray early. You should start out early. Get in the Word. And, but... Actually, most of my study, most of my time of study, revelations, and interaction with the Holy Spirit doesn't have a fixed time, to be quite honest with you. Sometimes it's in the wee hours of the morning when the whole world is sleeping. A lot of times that happens, wee hours of the morning, when everybody's asleep. But sometimes... Is while I'm sitting in a restaurant. And right there and then, that's why I go everywhere with my Bible. I go everywhere. You will never find me anywhere without my Bible. It's impossible. It's a very big Bible. You can see it. Yeah, because my, and sometimes is is sitting down at a desk. Sometimes is in an office. Sometimes is is um on a trail somewhere, sometimes it's, I mean, some of the greatest revelations God has given me, I didn't get it when I was talking to him first thing in the morning by 4 a.m. Sometimes some of the clearest revelations the Lord has given me, he gave me while I was already, the shower head was already running, and I was about to go in the shower. 
And I heard the voice of God. And I knew that was the voice of the Lord. And then I quickly get out and get my robe and get my notes and write it down. Or get something, a phone, a device, or, and put it down there, right? So I'm just, I'm just trying to say, don't live your life by rules. But create a very good time. Prioritize it. Right? Find that spot. The reason many people don't hear from the Lord is they live by rules. So I have to pray by 4 a.m. or I have to pray by 4 p.m. And there's a lot of things on their minds. By 4 a.m., by 4 p.m., they are not relaxed. Right? So even if the Lord is saying something, they are not really in a place where they can hear it. So, so, yeah, keep that rule and observe time because that just helps you to have that structure. But more importantly, prioritize your time of intimacy with God. Create times when you are relaxed, when you are free. You know nobody is going, you, you have no commitment. In a, turn off your phone. Turn off everything and get before the Lord. And you will see the Lord will speak to you. And if he doesn't speak to you at that time, there are times when I've asked the Lord, I'm praying over something, it's very important to me, I'm very serious about it. Lord, I'm talking to you about this, I'm talking to you, I'm, ser- I'm serious, I'm serious, and I don't hear anything. And then maybe a day or two later, and I'm not even thinking about it, and the Lord says, son, this is what I want you to do about that situation. I mean, that's just the way God works. It's not a, you see some of the other things I'm going to share with you here. So in, in verbal thanksgiving, um, we do it over and over and over. Is there a right place for thanksgiving? Yeah, let's do it when we are together in church, in our corporate gatherings. It's right. Is that the only right place where we should do thanksgiving? No. In our families? When we're at home around the dinner table, should we thank God? Yes. Should we? But let me tell you something. No matter where I am in the world, when I close my eyes and my eyes pop open and I wake up from sleep, the very first thing I do, thank you, Lord, I woke up. I'm constantly conscious of so many people who pass on in their sleep. They went to sleep and they never woke up. So no matter what that agenda is, the very first thing, it may be a nap in the afternoon. It may be something at night. It may be something early hours of the morning. When my eyes pop open, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. See, your relationship with God, you can't can't serve God by rules. I'm going to share a few more things with you as we go. Next week and the upper week is... I told you the Lord woke me up by 5 a.m. to give me this message, and I want to do a good job. I haven't finished with the one I was preaching on the anointing of the Holy Spirit, right? So we'll come back, we'll come back and we'll continue that on Wednesdays. But, but Thanksgiving is right. The Lord wanted me to say a few very important, powerful things to you. Don't live your life by rules. The new covenant is not by rule. But rules are helpful for structure, Amen. for consistency. That's why you pick, okay, if you, those of you who eat three times a day, 
you pick times, right? When you have breakfast, when you have lunch, and when you have dinner. You have those, that consistency. But does it mean, if you, do, if you typically, you eat dinner by seven, does it mean if you don't have dinner by seven, there's something wrong? No. No. And, and that's just the way it is. In Thanksgiving, we must learn to make Thanksgiving a part of our lives. Always. Always. Sometimes when I travel, I don't even remember how many times I've prayed. Because I already prayed about the trip. The first thing I woke up in the morning, I prayed about the trip um, during my praying, my time of praying. I prayed about the trip uh, while I was eating. I prayed about the. So sometimes... I'm, I'm, I'm going on this trip, and I've already prayed about this trip seven different times. Of course, there's a lot of prayer that even goes into finding out, are you supposed to go on this trip? Because some trips, the Lord is saying, don't go. And you have to hear that. But being thankful, always, that's what he says, in everything, be thankful. Thanksgiving should be a full part. When you sit at your, at your desk or whatever job you do, the first thing you do, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In your relationships, right? The first thing you do with your children in the morning should not be, did you wash your bath? Did you clean your bathroom today? Huh? Did, you, did you make your bed? No. Good morning. I thank God for you. And you give them a hug. I thank God for you. Amen. Amen. And be really thankful. And your spouse, when you wake up first thing in the morning, did you pay that bill? Did you remember to pay that bill? Did you put the money in the account? Did you put the money in the account? That's not. <laughs> Sometimes we go to bed having this bad dream, and you wake up and you continue to live in that dream with your spouse. <laughs> you were fighting somebody in the dream, and then when you wake up, you just continue the fight. And your spouse says, What is wrong with you today? I don't know. I don't know. I just know you have not been doing right. What? All of a sudden, you are picking on everything. What is your problem? You don't know the revelation is that they had a dream and they were fighting some. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thanksgiving is right. It's the first thing to do. It's the last thing to do. It's the thing to do right through your day. In every interaction, you are getting ready to have a meeting. Father, thank you for this meeting. You finished the meeting, whether it was a good one or a bad one, thank you for this meeting. You are getting ready to have your meal. Father, thank you for providing this food. You finished the meal, whether you enjoyed it or you did not enjoy it. Thank you, Lord, for providing that meal. You get your income, whether it's big enough or it's too little for what you desire. Thank you, God, for this income. Lord, I mean, thank God in everything. Thanksgiving is right. He came back, this leper, and was over and over prostrating and telling God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Verbal Thanksgiving. Hebrews 13, 15. By him, therefore, let us offer 
the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Before you give the fruit of your income, that's thanksgiving too. I get there in, 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 in some later meetings. That's thanksgiving. Many people don't realize it. Your offering is thanksgiving. Your first fruit is thanksgiving. Your tithe is it's thanksgiving. But before you give the thanks, the, the fruit of your income, the fruit of your resources, give the fruit of your lips first. What is the fruit of your lips? The fruit of your lips is thanksgiving. Continue, look at it, it says continually. Continually. Let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God. Continually. That is always be thankful. Don't allow the enemy to make you cranky. Don't allow the enemy to make you frustrated. Be thankful. When you, when you find frustration is setting in and you are uncomfortable and you are not happy and things are going on that you are, you are just not excited about, be thankful. Put on the garment of thanksgiving. Hold yourself. Catch yourself. We are all human beings. And we all get into this, this humdrum place in life where things are just not going the way we want them to go. Don't let the enemy frustrate you. Put on the garment of thanksgiving. Be thankful. Be thankful. I mean, you have pain. You have been having this pain for a while and you just, it's just not, you've, you've gone everywhere. You know it's not something you are really scared or anything, but it just makes you uncomfortable. You are just not happy with it. Well, the next thing is frustration. Or something's not going on. Don't allow the enemy do that to you. Be thankful. Look at the Amplified Version. It says, through him, therefore, let us constantly and at all times, constantly and at all times, offer up to God a sacrifice of praise. Let us constantly and at all times offer up to God a sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of our lips that thankfully acknowledge and confess and glorify his name. Thankfully, acknowledge and confess and glorify his name. Do you know when you tell people about how good God has been, you are being thankful? When you are sharing your testimony and, and telling people how, how you thank God for your life and different things God is, that's thanksgiving to the Lord. Continually. This is verbal thanksgiving. Verbal thanksgiving. How much time do I have here? Five minutes. Exodus. Look at Exodus 15. Exodus 15, 1 to 3. After, you know, after the children of Israel came through this terrible experience with Pharaoh at the Red Sea. <laughs> I mean, you can imagine all the emotions that were going through their minds. Many of them thought they would die in that Red Sea. Many of them thought they would not make it out. I mean, this was, this was extremely life-threatening. But when the Lord brought them out, you've never heard Moses sing. But in Exodus 15, he started writing a song of thanksgiving. Because the Lord brought them out. 
Because they were not supposed to make it out of that situation. They were not supposed to come out alive of the Red Sea. Moses started to sing. And the children of Israel, this song unto the Lord. And they spoke saying, I will sing unto the Lord. For he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. And it was not a short song. It was a very long song. And when Moses finished his own part of that song, and he had done his own verse, and he had done his own, guess who picked it up? Miriam picked it up. Miriam the prophetess. She picked it up and started her own. In verse 21, Miriam answered them, Sing ye to the Lord. Verse, verse 20, Miriam the prophetess, the sister of, sister of Aaron, took a timbrel in her hand, and all the women went out after her with timbrels and with dances. And Miriam answered them, Sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider has been thrown into the sea. See, what do you have in this congregation today? Thanksgiving. 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 Thanksgiving is the congregation. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us out. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us through it. Thank you, Lord, for preserving our lives. Thank you for keeping us. We made it. We made it. Thank you, Lord. Thanksgiving is right. Thanksgiving is right. Hallelujah. Let's close out today. This one. Psalm 107. If you don't mind, let's all just... Read that together and then we close out. Psalm 107. Thank you, Lord, for being so good to us. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us out. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you for bringing us out. We didn't think we would make it. We didn't think we would be here. We didn't know we would survive. But God, thank you for bringing us out. Thank you for bringing us out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for turning things around. Thank you for your divine intervention. Your divine orchestration. Thank you for your divine approval. Thank you for your divine provision. Thank you God. Thank you God. Thank you God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you God. Thank you God. Thank you God. Thank you God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. 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 I still don't know how we made it, Lord, but thank you. Thank you. I still don't know how we came through, but God, thank you. God, thank you. Thank you. I don't know how we survived it, but God, thank you. You never went to sleep on us. You never took a vacation on us. You were there in the water. You were there in the fire. You were there through the storms. You were there in the valley of the shadow of death. Thank you. 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 
It wasn't supposed to work out, but God, thank you. It was not supposed to work out in our favor, but God, thank you. You stepped in. You stepped in in the nick of time. You stepped in in the nick of time. And you came through for us. You came through for us. Thank you. What was meant for evil, you turned around for our good. <laughs> you turned around for our good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We were supposed to, be, to have been taken out by that situation. But you carried us through the dead of night. Through the assault of Pharaoh and the Egyptians. With all the threat to our survival. It is still a mystery that we came out. But that's you. That's you. That's you. You showed up in the midnight hour. You showed up in the midnight hour. When they said it was too late, you showed up. When they said it was too late, you showed up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's read it together. Psalm 107. Let's close out here. From verse 1. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. And gather them out of the lands from the east and from the west. From the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble. And he delivered them out of their distresses. And he led them forth by the right way. That they might go to a city of habitation. Oh, that men will praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with his goodness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead and thank him. Hallelujah. Thank him, thank him, thank him some more. Thank him, thank him, thank him. Make it a sacrifice of praise. Oh, over and over and over again. Hallelujah. Thank you. 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 I want you to make a covenant with yourself today. 
wherever you are as we close I want you to make a covenant with yourself today I will never ever complain about anything ever again in my life I want you to make a covenant with yourself I will never ever complain about anything ever again in my life I want you to make a covenant with yourself I will never ever complain ever again about anything in my life I will be thankful I will be thankful in all circumstances I will be thankful in all situations in everything I will give thanks in everything I will give thanks in everything I will give thanks in everything I will give thanks, everything I will give thanks.